Follow the Lamb, a fresh look at the three angels' messages by Charissa Tarosian. Charissa Tarosian serves as a prayer coordinator and evangelist in the North New South Wales Conference in Australia. Her husband, Justin, originally from California, is also an evangelist for the conference, serving as pastor of the Hamilton Seventh-day Adventist Church in Newcastle. The message begins with the call to fear God. Time and time again, throughout God's Word, one of the key identifiers of God's people has been that they quote-unquote feared God. This means they had absolute loyalty to God and full surrender to His will. It also means they have learned to take God and His Word seriously. Unfortunately, most people don't take God's Word seriously these days. They live and act certain ways based on their fear of society and what others think of them, not their fear of God or their respect of His Word. Next, we are called to quote-unquote give glory to God. This has to do with living a lifestyle that brings God glory. The Bible tells us, quote, do all to the glory of God, end quote. Giving glory to God is not natural. Naturally, we want to give glory to self, but we are called to die to self so Jesus may live in and through us. The last part tells us, quote, the hour of his judgment has come, end quote. This means that God, not just his people, is on trial here. Satan has told the universe that it's impossible for sinful human beings to be saved and that God is unjust in bringing humans to heaven while Satan and his angels have been cast out. He's right in a way. It would be impossible if not for a perfect substitute who has taken our punishment and now stands in the judgment in our place. Satan and his angels did not repent when they had opportunity. But when we repent, we are no longer under the condemnation of our sins. We are free in Jesus. As long as we are trusting in the blood of Jesus, God's name and honor are vindicated and he has the right to bring us home. In essence, the judgment is an urgent appeal for all to confess their sins and flee to the safety of Jesus while probation's door is still open. When we do that, the judgment becomes good news because the judge is on our side. The Bible tells us, quote, for the Lord is our judge, the Lord is our lawgiver, the Lord is our king, he will save us, end quote. Let's not forget the final appeal of the first angel's message. It is the call to, quote, worship him who made heaven and earth, the sea and springs of water, end quote. Interestingly, the only place the Creator God is referred to in the Ten Commandments is in regards to the Seventh-day Sabbath. This is an appeal to return to worshiping God on the Sabbath. The second message. The next two messages are a bit shorter and more cryptic, but not any less significant. In Revelation 14, verse 8, the Bible tells us, quote, And another angel followed, saying, Babylon is fallen, is fallen, that great city, because she has made all nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. End quote. When John was writing the second and third angels' messages, 
physical Babylon had already fallen. So John is not calling God's people out of a literal location, but out of a spiritual condition, a condition of spiritual adultery. Babylon actually represents a network of counterfeit religious systems that are leading multitudes to disregard the Ten Commandments of God. These counterfeits are based on spiritual lies instead of the absolute truths of God's Word. The Third Message The Third Angel's Appeal is a warning to those who linger in Babylon, the counterfeit religious systems of the world. It's basically a plea to all God's people still in Babylon. Quote, Don't take the mark. Don't worship the beast. Get out while you still can. End quote. Revelation 14, 9 and 10 reads, quote, If anyone worships the beast in his image and receives his mark on his forehead or on his hand, he himself shall also drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out full strength into the cup of his indignation. He shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. End quote. Quick review. These three messages can be distilled down to just two words each. Number one, God's truth. Number two, Satan's lies. Number three, your choice. It's important to recognize that if we want to escape the mark of the beast outlined in the third angel's message, we must embrace the first and second angel's messages. Although these three messages are carried by three angels, they come as a unit, a trio, together. This means that we cannot separate these messages. We must accept and embrace the first angel's message before receiving the second and the third. And we must embrace the first and second angel's messages before embracing the third. They work together. So, what is it about these messages, swiftly couriered by three angels flying in mid-heaven, that makes them so important? so relevant for us today. I believe it's because wherever these messages go, people's lives are powerfully impacted and totally transformed. Back when COVID-19 hit, the North New South Wales Conference in Australia, where I live and work, quickly adapted and took our evangelistic efforts to an online space. A young man working in Newcastle had an Adventist colleague share with him the website link for our series. Each evening, he got online to hear the preaching of the three angels' messages, and the Holy Spirit began to speak powerfully to his heart. As the series continued night after night, he felt convicted of his need to be baptized into the Seventh-day Adventist Church. It wasn't just about another spiritual high. It was about following biblical truth all the way with heart, body, mind, and soul. Today, this same young man has quit smoking and is involved in church every Sabbath. By obedience to God and His Word and through the power of the Holy Spirit, he has had a complete transformation of character and is actively seeking to win his family and friends to Jesus. These messages aren't just random communications from God. They have been tasked by God with a super special and specific purpose. They are to prepare a people for the coming of Jesus. Ella White writes, quote, In a special sense, Seventh-day Adventists have been set in the world as watchmen and light bearers. To them has been entrusted 
the last warning for a perishing world. On them is shining wonderful light from the Word of God. They have been given a work of the most solemn import, the proclamation of the first, second, and third angels' messages. There is no other work of so great importance. They are to allow nothing else to absorb their attention. End quote. Today, as the three angels' messages are zooming around the world, I want to encourage you to prayerfully consider how you can be a quote-unquote three-angel messenger. This message, as a unit, will triumph for the simple fact that it is God's message with Jesus at the center. The everlasting gospel might not be considered politically correct, but it is correct. It might not be considered popular, but these messages bear the signature of heaven and go with the guarantee of future triumph. This world will not last forever. Time is running out. A better world is coming. And there's only one way from this world to the next. We must follow the Lamb wherever He goes. And if we follow Him, He will lead us safely home. For more articles and resources for ministerial spouses, please visit ministerial.adventist.org slash spouses.